And welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Network. This is your Wednesday show. I am your host, Jonah the Nature Boy Blackwell. With me, as always, my good friend and awesome co-host, Grayson Danger Wiley. Got a packed show for you tonight. A lot of stuff happening in the news. But first, Grayson, how was your weekend? And just pull back the curtain to the listener. Usually, Jonah and I warm up a little bit and chat before the show starts. But this time... Jonah just opened the Zoom and hit record, and, and here we are. So if I'm a little cold, it's because I didn't get fluffed at all before this thing started. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I'm going to pretend <laughs> I don't know what that means, and we're going to move on. Oh, this weekend, I um, I did a lot of stuff. On Saturday, I went and saw the San Marcos High School production of The Little Mermaid. The musical. How was it? Um, you know, it was pretty good. They 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 had the band come in and play all the music, um, which I know was super hard. But it sounded like a a high school band that had practiced, so that was nice. The singing was great. There was um, the girls really pulled. The show there, there, there was a couple dudes who like play like Prince Eric or King Triton and they just, their voices weren't quite there. But all the young ladies, there was a girl who played Ariel, obviously. And then, um, Sebastian was a, a young girl. And then, um, uh, Flounder was also a girl and, uh, Ursula all had awesome voices and really carried the show. It was a good time. It was too long. It was like, Three hours and twenty minutes is too long. That is a long play. How many intermissions? Two. Just one. Just one. Ooh, that is tough. With like hour hour forty acts, two act kind of deal. But we got through it. The stage, the stage design was nice. It was real simple, but it you know it came across what they're trying to do. And there were some mic issues where uh, whoever was running the the board kept forgetting to turn people's mics on, so someone would come out stage. And uh, start saying their lines with no mic, so you can like barely hear them. And then they get responded to by someone when they're with their lapel mic on, and so it like blasts you out. So you can only hear one side of the conversation, but it's a bunch of fifteen-year-olds. What do you expect? You know? Yep. Yeah, sounds like a high school production. Um, a high school then, production can be really, really good if you do have like adults running the the all that stuff, right? Mm, um, they didn't. And students running lights, sound, everything. It was, um, it wasn't bad. And we were on the later show that we went Saturday, but they had been playing Thursday, Friday, two shows a day. So, uh, maybe one show a day, Thursday, Friday, and two shows on Saturday. But it, it was, it was polished. It was about as good as it was going to get. I, I had a good time. And then on Sunday, I went and played, um, 18 holes at the links on Sunday afternoon. Uh-oh, just keep score? Oh, yeah. I teed off around noon, and uh, there was four of us out there and just moving as slow as possible. <laughs> you know, everybody waiting on us. And Are you supposed to let um, people play through, Grayson? We do that a little bit. We did that. So there's some, like, this old couple that passed us is pretty embarrassing. But um, I played great on the front. And then fell apart on the back, but that's kind of the way I play golf. So, but all in all, it was a good day. And we went and had a little dinner after. Then 
came home and tried to go watch the Cowboys play, but uh, um, we were going out to a bar, but the bar was full of um, it's a, a bar that like never has anyone in it, a sports bar, and we went and it was slam packed. We couldn't even get in, couldn't get a table, so I just called it a night and came home. Yeah, we didn't miss much. That was kind of kind of a boring game anyway. But yeah, they lost anyway, and I don't think that bar was full of Cowboys fans. I think it was ah. full of the uh, opposition. So, mm, interesting fact that it was in Texas, but anyway. yeah, there's a weird little pockets down here of people like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. Um, Saturday, you know, had BB practice again, and uh, the kids are really coming along. Uh, to the the new ones that the, the first years we introduced um, the the support sling. Finally, um, and and I think pretty much all of them uh, adapted well to it, and one of them showed a dramatic improvement once we introduced the sling. Um, Sunday, not too much going on. Uh, did, did watch the football, and then yesterday, uh, finally got out and shot this muzzleloader that I've been preparing for uh, my muzzleloader shooter this year, and it shot decent, um, about a two inch mm. group at fifty yards, uh, and that's. You know, my eyes, my eyes aren't what they used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be looking at trying to get glasses in the future. But uh, anyway, it shot pretty good. It was uh, plenty easy to load and shoot and all that stuff. So I think my uh, my competitor will will have a good time with it. And we got our first practice this Thursday. So um, looking forward to that. But that's about it. That's what people in California shooting, did not have a good weekend. Yeah, I was going to draw a comparison to <laughs> the Lunar New Year, even if it is um, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we're a little bit too close to it still. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't heard, uh, and I can see where some people would not have heard because this story, both of these stories, and actually I've been here and it was three. Um, but anyway, these shootings are kind of flying a little low on the radar. Um, they're weird. They're weird ones as well. Yeah, and they they are very strange. So anyway, over the weekend, which was the Lunar New Year, what exact day was Lunar New Year, Grayson? Was it Sunday? There's really no way to look that up, unfortunately. Um, well, um, anyway, over the course <laughs> of Lunar New Year, there were a lot of celebrations in a lot of Asian communities, um, because you know the they they do follow the lunar calendar and all that and it's a tradition for them anyway there was at least two it was sunday it was sunday Sunday. okay so there was at least two and possibly three um Mm -hmm. indiscriminate shootings that took place um you know the kind we always hear about in the news um the first i think the first was committed by a 72 year old man who uh killed 11 people and then mm-hmm. killed himself. And then the next mm-hmm. was a 67-year-old man who killed seven people and then was taken into custody without incident. Now, this and these were Asian men firing on Asian people. So this is a really mm-hmm. strange um, kind of thing. I, we, I don't know that we've heard of one like this before. First of all, elderly Asian men is not the demographic we usually associate with public shootings. And also, it's not. It's it's very uncommon for um for for the shooter to intentionally target people of uh of his own culture and race. So, um, 
Yeah, it, just odd. Well, Very odd. That in particular is not true. Um, if you're looking at race in general, right? Because if you look at the, I think the standard for a mass shooting is is wounding more than two people or more wounding more than three people. It's it's, it's killing um, four. It's killing four or more. I think. Well, there, I don't. There are lots of different metrics people use, but um, that's the way. That's the way the keep... FBI crime statistics categorizes it: is four or more deaths. Oh, okay, four or more deaths, excluding the shooter. The um, I was looking at a different site, and I don't, I don't think they categorize it that way because there were some with like seven wounded and one dead, um, but they were still calling it a mass shooting. And um, that's kind of where people are getting that 33 number from that you'll see. The 33 has been 33 this year already. Um, and a lot of those are are the the kinds you don't hear about, kind of the gang violence, um, the, you know, all kind of contained in one area, one group of people. Um, but, yeah, it being the, the Asian group, you don't hear a lot about it. Now, have you seen the video of the guy who stopped – the old man, uh, the the seventy two year old. Did you watch him get stopped? No, I don't think I did. It's crazy. It's it's um it's like security footage, and he had just he had just left the first place he was at where he'd killed the eleven people, and he's walking in the second club or event center or how wherever you do Lunar New Year to continue, um. Obviously, he's 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 there to to keep on keeping on, and um, you see a young guy come out of the. Um, there's like, kind of like a foyer in the front of this place where there's no one in there, but you go through one door and then another set of doors, and that's where everybody is. Well, this young guy stops the the old guy at the door, and they wrestle for like five minutes, and he's like pulling the gun back and forth, and finally the young guy gets the gun away from him, um, and the old guy keeps coming after him and is like tackle trying to drag him to the ground and get the gun back and it was so crazy that um that young guy i guess he just felt confident that he could keep the gun away from the old man because there are several times where he had created a little bit of distance and he was holding the gun with his with his finger on the trigger and i was like oh well he's just gonna he's just gonna light him up right here but he never does he just the gun at him and the old man keeps coming after him and he keeps just shoving him off and then he leaves and so maybe he just felt like physically he definitely had the upper hand there and so he did feel like he didn't have to shoot but man well that must not have been like he must have stopped him from committing a shooting but that old man the 72 year old was later found uh in his vehicle with a self-inflicted gunshot wound that he died from Mm -hmm. so yeah he he had more than one gun it looked like some kind of um I saw the gun in the video. It looked like some kind of SBR or like almost like a Mac ten with a long barrel Somebody on it. Somebody said it was, it really was a Mac eleven, which is illegal to have in California. Um especially with the magazines Yeah, but what is it? They um they had uh, yeah. they have mag you know magazine restrictions in California. Um but yeah, this is just really odd. I don't we don't it, 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 it's and it's so strange that there would be two and I, I keep hearing about a third. I didn't find anything on a third one because they said three mass shootings in as many days in California. Um, but all mm. I could find was stuff about these two. 
and um, that they both happened on Lunar New Year and committed by a person from the same demographic against people from the same demographic at the same types of events. It's odd. It's very odd. Um, <clears throat> but tragic nonetheless. Yeah, as we, and, and I guess it's hard to find uh, motive when the guy shot himself, right? Yeah, well, the other guy, the 67-year-old, you know, they have him in custody, so we'll see. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, rooftop Koreans are having flashbacks. Well, people are saying that um, it was a, a Korean. The old guy was Korean, and all the people he shot were Chinese. I don't know if there's any conflict between those two groups at all. I think there definitely is, but um, I think there's conflict between all of the different ethnic groups in the uh, in the Far East. In the world? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> it's not yeah it's not really a, a strange thing at all yeah um uh, i was gonna say especially the japanese, the japanese i was looking up the th- nobody gets along with the japanese um see the third one was an employee of the mountain mushroom farm and he killed him on a farm a 67 year old oh is this the no that's not the other one because this is not um inside the greenhouse i don't know i haven't heard about this one but it's eight people too another asian guy Hmm. because there's half moon bay right and then there was um something park monterey park right right monterey park and then this one is the mushroom farms hmm I don't know. Weird. So weird. weird. I don't, I don't get it at all. And it was, oh, it was kind of, his victims were kind of a mix. Well, like what I, what I was referring to with the demographic thing, like, you know, the, the school shootings are some crazy guy targeting kids. Right. And Mm -hmm. that at this point, and it kind of has a, a Columbine copycat feel to it, right? Like these, the, you know, it's, it's just these copycat murders. Um, because they, they just, they keep happening and they've, you know, ever since Sandy Hook, they seem like they've happened more frequently. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then the other kind that we hear about that are not, you know, besides school shootings, we have, um, that are still not gang related. This just indiscriminate public shooting, you know, like the Vegas shooter was like they had his manifesto and see he was supposedly like you know a big democrat or something and he targeted a country music concert which logic follows there's gonna be some republicans there right um the congressional baseball game shooter that targeted the republicans practicing for the congressional baseball game mm-hmm. obviously that's uh politically motivated you had the guy that uh shot up the pulse nightclub in florida all right obviously right. he's targeting uh people of the the lgbtq community right so mm-hmm. um they they all seem to have then the guy in the the supermarket shooter that we had last year uh targeting specifically uh black people so they all have a, like a, a targeted demographic or a lot of times but it's it's not um you know, it's never it's never their own demographic. It's, it's right. So it's weird. I don't I don't fully understand that. But um, <clears throat> well, there's a grocery store one 
Oh, that that's the one you talked about. I was thinking yeah. about the the employee who went crazy, but that was a different story. You're talking about the guy who went there. Yeah. Um so it, what is what is this year on the the uh on the, the Chinese zodiac? What what is this the year of what animal? Oh, that's a good question. Um let's see. The rabbit. The rabbit. Okay. One of my coworkers is a rabbit. I know I'm a boar. What are you? No way to know, really. Probably a rat. You're whatever follows boar, born in 96. The rat. Sick. <laughs> the rat. <laughs> Dope. Oh, well. Um, he's intelligent, popular, and loves attending parties. Shut hey, up. You know I, dude, you know I party. Hey, read, read, the, read the one for the boar and tell me if that's not me. Was that 95? Yeah, the boar. Yeah, 95. Um, this says you're the pigs, 95. Pig and boar are the same thing. Okay. You're kind of dressing it up, though. Pig's worse than boar. Well, every time my local Chinese restaurant's placemat always says boar, so that's why I know it. Oh, here we go. Sometimes translated as boar. Um, I think it says on, something like, noble and chivalrous, your friends will be lifelong. Uh, oh, no, it says, noble and chivalrous, you are prone to marital strife, but your friends will be lifelong. <laughs> um, so I I think that that is that sums me up that marital strife thing. I haven't been married yet, but I certainly prone to relationship strife uh, so far. Look, you're compatible with the rat. Maybe we should um, hang out sometime. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so uh, that thing's unfair oh, because all the rest of them are like normal animals. You got like the snake, the rat, the rabbit, the boar. The, the chicken, the, I think there's a horse, which would be pretty cool. But anyway, there's all these regular animals, and then there's the dragon. My sister's a dragon. There's a dra- oh, there is a dragon. Oh, that one's sick. That's next year. Yeah. Man, lucky. Yeah, people born in 2000, 2012, and 2024. It's a 12-year cycle, so. Anyway. That is pretty cool. Okay, well. You want to move on from this sad topic? Yeah, sure, we can. Um, what else is going on in the world? Uh, well, there's more news on my favorite um, oh. politician, George Santos. Oh, yes, yes. Let's let's uh, we're going to be a, a George Santos stand podcast where this is all over with. <laughs> right. So, so his newest big thing. Um, well, he lied. So he lied. I don't know if we covered it last time, but he lied about being a prolific volleyball player in college for a while, which he wasn't. Yeah, he I think you did. Yeah, I think we did mention that one last time. Um, and I thought he lied like funny. about everything, really. So, but but my new favorite thing he lied about was um, being heavily involved in the drag circuit in um, I want to say South America. Um. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of articles, and um, other drag queens who performed with him have come forward. Um, and there's videos of him doing it now. <laughs> well, so there was so he one lied picture. about not having done that. He said he never was. He never did drag. 
Oh. Right? And he said he wasn't about it. And then I thought, picture, see, I was thinking he lied and said that he was about it. So, okay. I, I don't know. He lied and said he didn't do it. And then um, a picture came out of him doing it. And he was like, oh, well, okay, well, I did it once. I did it just to try it. And then it turns out that over like a three or to five year period, he was just doing it pretty consistently. <laughs> it just that's, really that's nothing it. to lie about, though. I mean, that's trendy now. I mean, family friendly uh, drag shows are all the rave right now. According to he's Twitter, just in the, he's in the wrong party is the problem. I mean, hey, they're changing, man. You got to keep up with the time. <laughs> are you saying that um, the ride is moving towards the center? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> we did green light gay marriage, which is why we're here. We have a gay drag queen senator. So there you go. I mean, it's that's progressive, something. man. <laughs> even, if, even, if he, even if he lied about all of it. <laughs> so. so that's exciting. Um, I'm excited to, and there's a bunch of pictures of him, which are um, oh, and then, and then the, um, one of the people who came or who, um, was like outing him, I guess is what you call it, was saying, uh, she was also a drag queen and she was saying, um, he, like he wasn't even that good at it. <laughs> like he, like he tried so hard, but he just, he didn't have it. He didn't have it like everybody else. And so like, not only <laughs> are you exposing him, <laughs> you're also saying he wasn't even good at it. <laughs> just, just like dunking on him twice. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. It was in, um, where is Rio de Janeiro? Is that Spain? No, that's or is Brazil. that Brazil? No, it's it was in Ar- Brazil. It is Brazil. Oh, yeah, Brazilian drag queen. Yeah, in Brazil. Okay. So this dude's been around, man. He's had some life experiences, or has he? You know, <laughs> really... exactly. He's either he's either a volleyball store or a drag queen. Which is it? So, um, yeah, that's um, wild. His drag name apparently was his drag name was Kitara Ravash. Ravash. That's not very catchy. Kitara Ravash. No, I think he was like catchy at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was very talented at it. Unfortunately. Well, anyway, I guess there's there's worse um, things you could be good at. I guess. Worst I mean, things to be good I would at. rather yeah, be sure. I would oh, rather yeah. be well, good yeah. at that than uh like good at like smoking meth or something. You know. Mm, or like soccer. <laughs> yeah, soccer, that's that's gotta be the worst. <laughs> good at soccer, gross. <laughs> Bad dude. <laughs> Get out of here. Um that may be the only that may be the newest big thing that has come out. It's not really affecting him at all. He, they're putting him on committees and stuff. So like <laughs> this is apparently there's no repercussions, which you gotta start worrying. I have to worry about the next election. Like people see what you can get away with. Like what are they gonna be do? Just next? opening a door for all kind of zany, wacky characters to get elected. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I mean at least he's making all a name pretty for himself, right? Like, we would have never known about this guy if it hadn't been for him spinning wild tales. Mm-hmm. But the, to be honest, the people that we elect or elect themselves or however this system works, um, they're pretty wacky just in general. Did you watch the um, Ticketmaster hearing today? 
Uh, no. So they brought the um, I don't know if it's the CEO of Ticketmaster. But you know, Ticketmaster's been having all sorts of trouble with like bots buying up a bunch of tickets and jacking up prices and kind of screwing over people who just want to buy tickets to a concert. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I had heard about it. Um, so they were called to testify um, in a hearing in front of the Senate, which I didn't know that just happened. I know it's happened with like Facebook and stuff, but apparently it just happens. And so um, they brought these these uh, higher-up people from Ticketmaster to come answer questions for the Senate, and the Senate took it upon themselves to, um, you know, instead of, like, reading over new laws or, um, I don't know, doing anything that could possibly be helpful to the United States, they decided that they were going to formulate questions for Ticketmaster with fun little Taylor Swift puns built into them. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Um, that is exactly how they should be spending their time. So, and I love it. So, I would love to. Um, that is the best way to let everybody know that you're very serious about what's going on. Um, I want to read a few of them. I should have pulled this up earlier, but I'd forgotten about it until just now. Um, but it was a bunch of them. Come on, give me what I want. Oh, um, here we go, Blumenthal said um it's time for Ticketmaster to look in the mirror and say I'm the problem it's me uh, <laughs> gross um, get off a of TikTok uh, Senator Blumenthal yeah uh Amy Klobuchar said um to have a strong capitalist system you have to have competition you can't have too much consolidation something that this uh unfortunately for the country um, we know all too well, which is a Taylor Swift song. Okay, now that one's a little less um, obvious, but um, Senator Mike Lee uh, said, "I have to throw out in deference to my daughter Eliza." One more Taylor Swift quote: "Quote, karma is a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious? For you, it's not." Saying that, like they kind of got caught in there. That's not really a good one either. But there were six or seven of them, which is just, I mean, come on, man. Do something else, dude. <laughs> I hope that, like, I it's hope so unnecessary. Turns. Like, it's not, like, it makes me think it's just, like, a performative thing, you know? It's, oh, oh, you think that, oh, you think that <laughs> Senate hearings aren't performative? <laughs> dude, obviously, politics is just being performative. It's all, it's all a performance act, <laughs> it's just, man. It's, it's something for us to watch and argue about and and be entertained. It's not real. I'll never forget. It's like seared into my brain during the during the peak of COVID and the George Floyd stuff. All of these white politicians put on these these uh this these African garments. I forget what they're called. They were like the little stole things. You know, that were colorful. Oh, yeah. And then they, mm. they knelt on one knee in like the rotunda of the Capitol building or something. And then had with all they had, they mat, they had their masks on with that stole six feet apart, all of them. And they knelt on in the in formation in the Capitol rotunda 
for a photo op. I was like, that is like we're we're done, man. This is this is an empire in decline. That's what this is. Well, it's just it doesn't help anybody. Like you're not helping anyone if you know we we can recognize that it's a problem. Okay, you're the people who make the laws to solve the problems. So go do that. What are you doing? Or like going to the border and like taking a picture next to a chain link fence and being like, "I'm here, I'm fixing it." And then yeah, and uh, AOC had that picture of. Like she's hanging on to a a chain link fence and crying. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, and then later they discovered that it was just like a random piece of fence, like out in what looked like a desert, wasn't even close to the border. It's like, come on, man. The um, they all those uh, members of Congress got in a lot of trouble actually for where I'm reading an article now from CNN, um, about wearing those. Um, whatever you call that garment. By a lot of trouble, do you mean some intern at NPR wrote a not-so-nice article about it? Like, is that the trouble they got in? Because I never heard no. about them getting in trouble. No, it's a bunch of, like, um, a bunch of people from Nigeria were upset that, like, saying, like, this this um, cultural, culturally significant thing that is Nigerian is not for publicly obsessed politicians to be worn in activism according to this guy well and he's right but oh yeah he's right that's not exactly trouble like (laughs) that's a good point that's a good point it's not really trouble it's just a tweet (laughs) eric haywood said he, he tweeted a picture of it and said um what if they like pass some laws instead of dressing up like a Wakandan chess set. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, they're just man, it's all just a big show. Do something <sighs> stupid. Yeah, like like you know, provide some funding for you know police training or something. You know, de-escalation training or something. You know, whatever. Do something. Do anything. Do something. Do a thing. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's the wrong thing, but then we'll find out it's the wrong thing and we'll switch it up and we'll. Whatever, dude. So stupid. What's next? Okay, we're we're still on politics. This is a political episode, but this is a fun part of politics. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw this just kind of browsing through Twitter, and I saw someone screen grab this Wikipedia page, and it was just so crazy that I couldn't believe it. So I went to the Wikipedia page myself, and it is one hundred percent real. And the Wikipedia page is called "List of Nicknames Used by George W. Bush." Oh, yes, and this is fun. Let me tell you that George W. Bush knows how to give people some nicknames. <laughs> okay, before before we get into this, I've just had this thought. I'm sorry I'm late, but going back to the, the Senate with the Taylor Swift jabs, right, during the Ticketmaster mm-hmm. hearing, mm-hmm. the perfect one. Let's say they pass uh, some kind of antitrust law for these ticket websites, right, and it fixes the problem. Okay. Uh, okay. And I want whoever is, like, reading the final bill when once it's passed, and they're going to smack the gavel and sign it into law to be like, look what mm-hmm. you made me do. Pow. Nice. That's the best one. Very good. Calling it now. If they don't do that, if they actually do something about Ticketmaster, and so nobody does that, that's uh, that's the one. But anyway, go ahead with the George Bush nicknames. I, just, I had to get that well, out there. Man, I want to do one now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to be so mean, Ticketmaster? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's great. 
Love it. Love it. All right. I'll let, I'll let you have it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and think one up right here. Um, if you, if you come um, up with it, just blurt it out like later in the show and I'll get it. So, so a lot of these politicians, um, are either like politicians or members of his cabinet, uh, or secretaries of some sort. And so I don't know a lot of them, but it's still funny. And I think that's what kind of makes it so good is that it's evergreen. Like I don't have to know. I don't have to know who Carl Rove is to know that Turd Blossom as a nickname is hilarious. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that, yeah. And like, I feel like <laughs> once you figured out who Carl Rove was, or maybe even saw a picture of him, it would probably get even funnier. Yeah, because the, you, the nick, kinda... nicknames usually don't come out of thin air, right? Like they they usually have something. Um... And some of these have, um, um like a little bitty uh, memo next to it to tell you why he named him that. Not all of them, but some of them do. Like, this is hilarious. Um, this is his special assistant. His name is Israel Hernandez. Um, and it says uh, his nickname was, giving, was uh, given to him uh, because one time he gave a breath mint to the president on the campaign trail. And so from then on, George Bush called him Altoid Boy. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I, so I misunderstood. I um, thought these were George Bush's nicknames, but these are his nicknames for other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is George okay. Bush nicknaming all of his, all of his, all of his surrounding. Staff. Like, um, uh, okay, here's some foreign leaders: Vladimir Putin. He called Pooty Poot or Ostrich. <laughs> 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 um, uh, where did he ever call him that to his face? I don't know. You got to think that he heard about it. Um, some of these are just shortened names. He called uh, Silvio Berlusconi, who was um, the Italian prime minister during during Bush's presidency. He called him Shoes. Doesn't tell me why. Um, Dick Cheney. We have, of course, we have Big Time and Vice. Um, Carl Rove. His senior advisor, he one was Turd Blossom, the other one was Boy Genius. So I don't know. I don't know. Condoleezza Rice was Condi or Guru. Um Paul O'Neill, who was his Secretary of Treasury, he called Big O or Pablo. Um Dan Bartlett, who was his deputy chief of staff, has a bunch, and I can imagine him doing them all at once. Once, because here they are. Dan Bartlett's nicknames were Barty, Bart, Danny Boy, Captain Dan, Dan the Man. <laughs> I can just picture Bush doing all of them. Barty, Bart, Danny Boy, Captain Dan, Dan the Man. <laughs> um, Karen Hughes, the director of communications, was Hurricane Karen or the High Prophet. Okay. Uh, Joe Albaugh who was his emergency management agency, called him Big Country. That's a pretty good name. FEMA. Um, the, apparently there was – there's like a Forest Service official that serves under him. It doesn't have his actual name here on the Wikipedia. It just calls him Tree Man as his nickname. They don't even know his <laughs> name. <laughs> That's what we should start calling Tyler, Tree Man. <laughs> Quail Boy is overused and and dead. Tree Man is what Tyler's new name needs to be. Um, 
Jonathan Horn, the White House speechwriter, he called horny. Oh, that's terrible. And then here's my favorite one. Ronnie Jackson, physician to the president. His nickname was Scrote. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, here's some names we know. Chris Christie, he called Big Boy. Um, Arnold Tracks. Schwarzenegger, he called Arnold Schwarzenegger, he called Conan the Republican. Um, John Boehner, he called Boner, which so is everybody else. Pelosi was number three. Um, who else do we know? Ben Nelson was Nelly, Benny, or Beninator. Um, oh, here's a good one. Barnett Frank, a Massachusetts called Sabretooth. That's pretty cool. Um, and then I'll list off just a few more of some different journalists who would come into the press conferences. The Cobra, Stretch, Super Stretch, Mikey, Shades, Ponchito, Kenny Boy, Weedy, Weednick, The Englishman, Flies on the Eyeballs Guy, and Rosie. You know what this reminds me of? Is that one episode where uh, Michael Scott was traveling around to the different branches of Dunder Mifflin to teach them how to get better at sales or whatever. Uh, and he goes oh, in yeah. there, he's like, you need to be able to remember names. And then he like just goes through Baldy, black woman, like just. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like tricks to remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what that reminds me of. Hey, you know what he called Chuck Norris? What? Sir. Nice. <laughs> Nothing. Chuck Norris called him. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's good. Oh man. So Oh here's a here's a um the same list but it's for Trump. Oh no. He's got some wild ones as well. Liz Cheney's the warmonger. Joe Biden, we have uh one percent Joe. Joe, basement Biden, Joe. Beijing Biden, China Joe, corrupt Joe, crazy Joe, Joe Hyden, that's a good one. Quid pro Joe. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Creepy Joe, Slow Joe. <laughs> you really, this must have been all pulled from Twitter or something. Yeah, and is it really a nickname if you use it one time? I don't think so. It's just. Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> so. Kamala Harris just says nasty woman next to it. <laughs> God. I think somebody made that up. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, he definitely called her that dude. <laughs> he definitely did that. You ever Nancy watch her crazy, talking crazy like about stuff? Man, that woman is not intelligent. Like she just she gets on on TV and just talks in circles. Like just, I think she, I I think she's smart. I just think she's off putting. No, no, but I mean, listen to her talk and think. I that, have. and 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 I don't know how somebody can listen to her talk and think that's an intelligent person. That's yeah, a very but, well put together. And congruent thought she just communicated to the world. <laughs> no, that's not what I think when I listen to her speeches. Well, the best kind of politician is someone who can talk for a long time without saying anything. Like that's the number one thing you got to have to be a politician is the ability to talk in circles one, but then have that circle say absolutely nothing at the end of it. Okay. But like she's one great thing, at it. but so, see some people, she's not great at it because some people can talk in a great big circle 
and you really think you're going somewhere and by the, the, the curvature of the circle is so slight that you don't actually even realize you're not going anywhere. But Kamala, <laughs> Kamala Harris's circles are about like, like, about as big around as a quarter. Like you, you know, immediately, like halfway through it is like, this woman really hates saying anything. And then you're like, yep, we're right back to where we started. It's like time is the measurement of the passage oh, yeah. of time. Yeah, I've heard that one. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at, um, uh, nicknames that they gave to our past presidents, and they're kind of boring. They called, um, Grover Cleveland Uncle Jumbo. Um, Benjamin Harrison was the human iceberg. Theodore Roosevelt was the colonel. I had Teddy. These are lame. These are not good. What what we got on Trump? 45 President Snowflake. Snowflake in chief. I don't remember people calling him that. The Donald. I heard that. Joe Biden. Amtrak Joe. I never heard that before. Dark Brandon. I've heard that. That's funny. I don't know. I don't know. What else we got, Jonah? Oh, I don't know. You're the content creator. I mean, you want me to give my review of the the next Star Trek movie? Well, yeah, let's step in the media corner real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Um, So, anyway, I talked last week. You know, I've been watching Star Trek, uh, the Next Generation movies, because I'm a big Next Generation guy anyway. And into the lead it lead up to watching the Picard show, which by the way, the Picard show, um, is, uh, its final season is about to premiere. So I guess it'll, I guess that'll be make three seasons of the Picard show. Um, they te in the trailer, they tease that, uh, um, uh, Commander Riker will be in the show. I don't know if he was in season two, but I hadn't seen him in season one, uh, yet, but, um, so played by Jonathan Frakes. Um, mm. so I'm excited for that, but I've still got one more movie to watch and that, that is Nemesis from 2002. Um, I just watched Insurrection, which honestly, out of the three of them or uh, out of all four of the movies, I think Insurrection probably it ha- matters the least as far as, you know, the overall, uh, tie-in of the different um plots throughout the thing because mm-hmm. you know the insurrection does not involve the borg which are kind of the driving um uh what what uh antagonists throughout most of the <clears throat> the next generation they're not involved in in insurrection so it's kind of insurrection is almost like a standalone movie um because in gen- in generations there are some very important things that happen um, first contact is important because it shows you some of the history of, of the Star Trek universe. And then insurrection is kind of just a standalone. And I, so far it's been my least favorite of the three. Um, uh, there's also some cheesy dialogue at different points. That's kind of un Star Trek, you know? So, uh, if you, if you needed to wait, if you wanted to watch these movies before you watch Picard and we're short on time, you could probably skip insurrection, but, um, you know, overall, I didn't think it was it was bad, but it's I don't think it's important to the main storyline. So, uh, hopefully, this week I'll get to watch Nemesis, and I can tell y'all all about that. Um, but 
That's all I got other than The Mandalorian Season 3 comes back March 1st on Disney+, Plus, and we are stoked for that. Right, Grayson? That's pretty soon. That's pretty It's been a quick, while right? since, uh, like, the... Let's say when when did season two of the Mandalorian uh like not this past Christmas but the Christmas before I think was when oh, season yeah, two of the Mandalorian wrapped up so uh, and just, then we got Boba so much Fett last between. Christmas so what we've had so much in between so I guess I haven't really missed it that much well all we've had in between was Boba Fett and Andor which I still hadn't watched um I watched Andor and but but no we had um. Kenobi, but in between, in between. Oh, how could I forget about that? Uh, absolutely, we did have Kenobi. Um, but anyway, it, Kenobi and Andor both are—they were shows that were already bookended by, you know, movies and stuff we already knew. Um, but you know, The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett—they're kind of their own thing. Um, I mean, there are movies that take place after that, but those movies are. I don't know, man. I don't know what we're going to do about the sequels, but we'll see. Um, but speaking of Pedro Pascal, I watched episode two of The Last of Us yesterday, and uh, still super good. It got it got like spooky. It got finally got into like the zombie type creature. You we talked about it already last week, didn't we, Jonah? Yeah, we you you introduced it to us, and then uh, I saw a clip from I think it's the. I guess it's the first episode. They're having like a, mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of in a newsroom and they're interviewing a guy and he's talking about the, like, if this kind of virus, if this kind of fungus ever did jump to humans, yeah. it's like, it's game over, you know? Mm. Yeah. The second, the second episode had a cold open like that too with, um, it, they, they had, it was, I can't remember what country it was in, um, uh, but they had brought this, um, I guess she was some kind of biologist or or some kind of uh, specialist in this in fungus, I guess, because that's what's it's it's a fungus that kills everybody in in this show. It turns them into zombies in this show instead of like a virus. It's a fungus, and so they bring in this woman who's like an expert, and they show her um, a dead person on a slab who had been bitten, and she cuts him open, and then the uh, the fungus kind of comes out of the body and reaches for the the scientist and the scientist sprints out of the room and, and um the the army officials who brought her in say there's uh 14 more people who were bitten like this but we can't find them what do we do and the lady's like there's there's nothing we can do and the general is like well we got to do something like to stop this and the woman just says bomb and so, um, the very next scene is our, our main characters walking through, um, some big city with like giant shell craters everywhere. So it's pretty evident that to try and stop the spread, all the big cities on earth were like shelled to kill everyone in it. But, um, it's crazy. It was good. A good episode. Finally, some real spooky jump scare kind of zombie stuff it was really fun. Um, I never played the game, so, all this stuff is new to me, so it's all fun. People are complaining it's a little bit too close to the original storyline, but I don't, I I don't know. I did see somebody that was saying, uh, man, it's so awesome to see. I don't remember, I think this was on Twitter. It's so awesome to see a game that is so true to the, um, to the, the, the source content, which would be the, the game, 
I guess. Uh, but so true to the game, except I'm missing the episode where the main character dies in the such and such room over and over and over again and quits and asks for a refund. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that sounds like your experience with Dark Souls. <laughs> How did that not Dark Souls of uh, Elden Ring? The, well, that one and that Kingdom Come game you were playing. Yes, and I still you still need to finish that, Grayson. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> so hard. It's not that hard then, once you learn. You just got to come to terms um, with the fact that you're not going to be able okay, to, okay, to okay. fist fight Kunish. That's all you got to do. You just <laughs> you got to come to terms with the fact that he's going to beat your ass, and you got to run back to mom um, and get her to patch you up, and it'll be fine. The other, the other show, the other show I've been watching is that ninety show. Ah, oh, yes, I've been seeing on Netflix, this too. which is. Of course, the sequel of that '70s show, and apparently there was a, that '80s show that I skipped, um, and I'm not going to be watching that '80s show. I've never even heard honest. of that. That must not be with but, the same cast. I think that a few people came back for it. Let's see. Oh my gosh, dude! Glenn Howerton was in that '80s show. Isn't that um? That's who plays he's from Dennis. That, he's from Always Sunny, but who, which yeah. one is which one he's is he? Dennis. Dennis. Does he play? That's uh, crazy. Does he play um, Eric? No, it's a all it's all new. It's all new characters. Oh, okay, but it's not okay. the same family. But that '90s show is is um, I've, we've seen almost everybody except for the people that we won't see because of the sexual assault, right? Danny Masterson, R.I.P. Um, and a lot of them, they they just do like cameos. There's like a, a whole new cast of young kids who the show's about, and they're all great. Um, but then we'll get sprinklings of the old characters, um, like we saw Fez, um, we saw uh, Bob, we saw. Um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, you know, in the end of that 70s show, she ends up with Fez. Um, but a, somewhere in between now and then, she got back together with Kelso. And so they're a couple again, and they have a kid who's running around with the main character. Um, the main character's the kid, right? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, we saw Eric and Donna the first episode, they leaving their daughter there to stay for the summer. Um uh, who else have we seen? Oh, we saw the Red and uh, Kitty, obviously. Leo. Yeah, with Red and Kitty, and then we saw Leo. Um, and it's so crazy how these people don't all the old adult characters don't look any older. And I wonder if it's because Red they looks look older. older. Red for sure looks older. Um, maybe. Yeah, he. But does. I don't know if it's just a hair and makeup thing, but. Everybody doesn't look like they aged terribly. Like and they Kitty, look the kid, the actor played good. Kitty. She aged. She aged as well. Um, but I mean, weren't all those uh, like Laura Prepon and um, and Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis? I mean, they were all were actual. Like they were really close to the age that they were actually portraying in that '70s show, right? Yeah, they were all well. Um, Mila Kunis lied about her age. She was 14 years old, and she said she was 16. Exactly. <laughs> and they didn't like check any kind of documents, so she was. Um, but everybody. No, else she's was like in her 30s now, then. which is, I mean, 
not old for any woman, but certainly not uh, old for a woman whose career is acting. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they they everybody's held up really well. I, Laura Prepon looks like she's aged a little bit. Um, which wasn't she in Orange Is the New Black or something? She was in yes. something else recently. And yeah, um, she was. Um. Oh, it looks like his sister died. The actress, or like canonically, the actress, the one who plays Eric's sister, right? Um, Lori, she died in 2013. Man, I was hoping I was gonna see her. I wonder how she died. Oof. I wonder. I wonder. Did um, um, hi, Danny Masterson's character. I wonder if he died canonically, like <laughs> if that's how they explain his absence. I don't know. They probably just won't touch it at all. She oh, OD'd. It. Lisa Robin Kelly, who played Lori, OD'd mm. in 2013. That's sad. Yep. Anyways. Kind of tracks for Lori's <laughs> character, though. Like, <laughs> But we've seen... We haven't seen Donna's mom yet, but we've seen everybody... I'm looking through a list right now. Um... We've seen Bob Pinciotti. We have not seen um I can't think of her name. What's the mom's name? What's Donna's mom's name? I don't know. Donna's mom's Marge? No. Midge. Midge. I was close. I was close. It was one letter off. Two letters off. <clears throat> that was very close. Tanya Roberts, who is Dead. Ah, R.I.P. Dang, she died January of last year. Oh man. Yeah. Terrible. And I Let's guess I just died. don't want to recast it. She died hiking. Okay. Well, that that kind of fits for Midge's character too. Look at that. Um, she had a UTI that went septic. Ooh, that is not. That's not a good way to go. That's an awful way to die. Oh, she died in the middle of the pandemic. So, oh, she collapsed hiking, then barred to the hospital, and then she died alone because they wouldn't let her husband in because it was in the middle of COVID. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sucks, man. That's so crazy they were doing that. I wonder if people, is anybody ever going to answer for some of the COVID atrocities? No, absolutely not. And, like, the whole vaccine Escape thing. Escape maybe. Like the vaccine thing is, I mean, it, it's like proven now that like vaccinated people are worse off, um, for all cause mortality than non vaccinated people. So, like, we are, we're going to get yeah, any but, apology but, or anything for that. <laughs> but some of that might be just the sheer number of people who were vaccinated. No, so, like, like as you do it on numbers. a, on a rate basis, even if you do it on a rate basis. <clears throat> People that took the mRNA COVID vaccine have worse results in all-cause mortality than the unvaccinated people, even on a per capita basis, <clears throat> which is wild, but whatever. What booster would we be on now, do. What What booster would we be on? Do you want to see how many boosters there are? Yeah, like if you were following the recommended booster schedule, what booster would you be on now? I know they quit talking about it after four. 
Like after the fourth booster, they well, quit talking about it. The CEO said that once you're at four, you're good. Like if you have one or two, you basically didn't have to get it, is what the CEO of Pfizer said. But like at one time, um, they I were talking about four. a booster every six months. For the rest of your life, yeah. I don't know who has the record for the most. Because you know there is a crazy person out there that went wholesale on okay. it and was like, you know what? I'm going to lie, and I'm going to go to all these different places. I'm going to get as many as I can. Just shoot me slam full of spike protein or whatever. Um, No, I can't. It doesn't, it doesn't give me anything like that. No, I don't see anything like that. Well, anyway. I know they made lots of money. They did. They somebody somebody wrote an article that said that the the COVID mRNA vaccine was the most profitable thing ever because it, it they cost like twenty five cents to produce and the government was paying uh, Pfizer and Moderna like five hundred dollars a dose or something like that. I think it was like one hundred and seventy five a dose. I think that's what I saw. I don't know. Who knows? Most profitable <laughs> thing ever. So. Anyway, that's why your eggs are seven dollars a dozen now. You know, um, that had like the largest inflationary spike of any grocery product ever. Um, and they were saying for the longest time that it was because uh, of the bird flu, but then the three major um, egg suppliers in the United States have reported. Guess how many cases of bird flu they reported, Jonah? Four. Zero. Mm, okay. So I don't really know what you're talking about with the bird flu thing. I think they just thought they might get bird flu, so they priced in losing a bunch of chickens, and they didn't lose any chickens. And then last quarter, they made the most money they've ever made in the history of their companies. It's their most this is record profits last year from jacking up prices just in case they lose some chickens in the future. <laughs> That's the best, dude. And, and they're then, saying, and then um, it's like, well, you know what? Apparently, people can afford four, five, and six dollar eggs. So why do we have to charge two dollars yeah. for eggs anymore? So yeah. now four dollar eggs are here to stay. And um, the CEO, the CEO of that big egg company, said, um, "You know, the consumer is surprisingly resilient. We've learned. Oh, you mean we'll pay for food <laughs> and gas? <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You're <laughs> people will make cuts elsewhere before they make cuts on driving to work and eating." What a surprise, yes. you idiot. Yes, yes. Timmy can't do football anymore because we can't go to practice and we can't afford new cleats. But uh, but by God, the uh the egg see a big egg gets uh gets record quarterly profits. Yes, okay. Um that's a great rationale. I will say oh, on the egg the f- thing what? It was the Fed that said that. The Fed. Fed said the consumer is surprisingly resilient. Love it. Thanks, yeah. Fed. Um, but speaking of the egg thing, so a friend of mine who has chickens uh, went to our local farm supply store for like just to buy uh, some stuff. They don't even not even feed because their chickens just fend for themselves. But anyway, mm. they, she went in there and she said people were lined up out the door. Um before they even opened waiting in line to try to see how many chickens they could get. And so they said some woman bought 40 chickens, 40 chickens. Okay. Chickens 
in the warm months of the year lay an egg a day and in the cold months usually lay an egg about every three days so even now a full-grown chicken would be you know 40 chickens would be producing about a dozen eggs a day okay and then in the warm months you're going to be getting at least three dozen (laughs) eggs a day so and you know she's not set up to handle that many chickens they're all going to die like come on really 40 you you didn't need 40 <laughs> like at, like i you think if you want to have chickens <laughs> so here's your psa i've dealt with chickens before my sister's got chickens if you want to have chickens just so you can have fresh eggs and you do eat eggs pretty regular like say let's say you got a family of four and you eat bre- eggs for breakfast every day um you don't need more than about 15 chickens all right you're gonna have 15 chickens you're gonna Definitely get your eggs in the summertime and uh, in, in the spring and summer and early fall and through the winter. If you're still eating eggs every day, you might have to supplement it with a little with a few eggs from the store, mm-hmm. but not many. And then, you know, you won't be wasting eggs come summertime because that's the thing. People get chickens. They have no idea how many they need. They get way too many and then they get just swamped with eggs. And um, I don't know why my sister's not selling eggs right now she's got about 20 or 25 chickens so i don't know and she's we threw a bunch of eggs away because i hadn't cleaned out the coop in a while but anyway chicken rant over <clears throat> yeah it's pretty exhausting am i right totally <laughs> well you about ready to make All our right, eggs let's wrap it yeah let's let's get the egg out of here <laughs> all right listeners well uh we hope you uh, enjoyed all those Taylor Swift puns and egg jokes. Um, but you know, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, but be sure to tune in for our Monday show. Uh, we are entering the championship round of the NFL playoffs. So stay tuned for that. Jacob and I are tied in our playoff pick em, So we'll see who has to buy that appetizer after all. Um, next Wednesday, we'll have some more wild and wacky content for you guys. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully Grayson can keep it rated PG around here. You never know with him. But uh, until next week, everybody stay safe and be kind to one another, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. <laughs>